Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up, man? How's a hella generic radio entry, intro, whatever you want to call it? But I ain't been on here in too long. I've been thinking about sitting down doing it, but thinking it is not doing it. I'll be in the car, I'll be working, I'll be whatever, thinking like, all right. Yeah, as soon as I sit down, I'm going to talk about blah, 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 blah. Well... As soon as I sit down, it don't actually happen. Stuff comes up. I'm out the mood. I got to take care of something else, whatever. I'm going to be more frequent. I'm going to be... I'm going to be releasing episodes like these trash artists release music just to just to flood the market, whatever. Free gem right there. Um, but yeah, here I'm, we're back at So Random. This is Buddha. I usually hit you with a... Good morning, good afternoon, good night. I don't know what time it is while you're listening. But I'm telling you right now, it is 10.27 a.m. I'm telling you that because I woke up and I got a message from somebody. Now, before I tell you about the message, earlier in the week, I got, um, I was told by two different people. Once through a phone call and once through a post, like an Instagram post, basically saying, you know, I'm a good person. I'm a quality person. I'm appreciated and I should be commended for who I am and what I am and how I go about what I do. That's what was told to me last week. And it feels so good to be appreciated. It's cool, you know. You don't do it for those reasons, but when people let you know that, like, they see you, you appreciate it. And I'm definitely going, you know, return that appreciation. But I started that, and I said that that was last week. But this morning, somebody told me I'm not their friend because I don't like to listen to them. What is it? I don't want to say complain or bitch or bitch and moan or whatever because we all complain. We all have things we talk about. You know, that we're not happy about. That may not be such an upbeat subject. But this person. That is basically their entire conversation. They said, I don't let people vent. Oh, you're supposed to let your friends vent. You're supposed to let your friends talk. Yeah. I will let my friends vent and talk. I actually do. I'm actually that guy. The one... You call when your world is a mess and you want to straighten it out. I'm that guy, so that's actually my role. See, my issue is if we talk about a subject and we've gone over how we're going to approach it, you can't come back to me with the same subject. Especially if you didn't apply what we were talking about fixing it or how we were going about fixing it. I don't want to hear it. Um, also, if we haven't come up with, you know, a way to attack whatever the issue is, we're not about to sit and just keep talking about it over and over. Listen, I got stuff in my life I'm not happy about. I got stuff in my life I could complain about. But I look for solutions. So before I'm sitting here crying to somebody about this, this, and that, I'm looking for a solution to all of that, which means I'm not bitching and moaning. This person calls me. And tells me stories. And I finish her sentences. 
because I know what she's going to say. Because she's told me already. And I had to let her know, like, look, you told me this already. I don't want to hear this. I let this person get a time limit. They don't even know. When they call me, I, I'm like, all right, I'm listening. And I let them talk for a certain amount of time with all their drama until it gets to a point where I'm like, all right, I listened enough. And then I say, hey, look, change the subject, man. I don't want to talk about this no more. Straight up, you're not going to dump all that out on me. Dumping out your horrible energy on me. See, they don't understand that. I can listen to you. I'm not indebted to anyone, indebted to anyone to listen to you. I don't have to listen to that. You don't have to listen to me. But see, this person is also full of shit. Because they, they try to tell me I talk about the same stuff. Listen, if I brought into a mode of talking about, you know, unfavorable situations due to talking to you, that's how that happened. You talking about something, I'll give you an example that goes along with what you're talking about. And then we move on. But don't sit here and try to say, well, you talk about it too. No, that's just a telltale sign of a coward. You know, cowards usually talk about their problems more than they do anything about their problems. Coward. Um, but they tried to come for me. Tried to say I wasn't good for that. Anywho, I didn't know how long I was going to talk about this. It seems to be over fast. I thought I was going to be wild. I'm not, which is good. But basically, yo, don't let nobody dump their energy on you like that, man. You deserve your peace. Anybody around me gets peace from me. They're uplifted. Not with that downtrodden, dark-ass energy. Go cry somewhere else. Now that I'm here, um, there was a few things I wanted to talk about, man. I'm going to start right now with um, that shit in Dallas because I don't want to end with it, so I'm going to put it right here. The lady cop that went into... I'm not, I don't need names. I could get names and be detailed. I believe her name was Amber Geiger. Uh, the guy's name was uh, Botham Jean or Jean Botham. I'm sorry for messing up his name. But she went into his apartment and killed him. And she got 10 years. She probably won't face 10 years. She probably won't do 10 years, but that's what she got. There's so much going on around that case. First of all, she was saying she was drunk going there, this and that. That's early in the game when it was first going down. She first got arrested. But she went through the trial, found guilty 10 years. Why her family was hugging her? Why, why the guy's family, the past victim, the victim who passed, why his family was hugging her, I do not know. I am baffled. They say black people have a problem being overly compassionate and forgiving to our uh, oppressors at times. I don't know. I mean, we probably are conditioned to love Massa. Maybe. But this instance right here is weird. I'm not hugging the murderer of my brother and son. I'm not getting too far into that. That's weird. There's more, though. A key witness for the prosecution that helped, you know, get her convicted. This man, he lived right next door to the victim that the lady cop killed. He gets ambushed and killed himself days after the verdict. 
I, I don't think it's far-fetched to say it was a hit by Dallas. Who knows if it was Dallas Police Department? Who knows? But I definitely believe uh, it's very much foul play. Very much a, a payback. Very much, you know, you know, for his participation in that case. Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder could see that. I don't know. How do you protect yourself against that stuff? How do you protect yourself against being victimized in that way? I don't want to live in a world or a space where that could just happen to me. I mean, but I do. It can just happen to me. What I want to know is how you prevent that? What what has to be in place to prevent somebody just coming and doing that to, to, to someone? Like, I'm going to go and say this, and I'm going to move to my next, you know, I guess, subject I wanted to talk about. And um, keep it quick, because it could get dark. I don't mind getting dark, but I don't want to be dark right now. What I'll say is um, community, black community. Um, yes, I'm very pro-black. That does not mean I'm against everybody else at all I'm just pro-black like loving who you are is not a sport it's not a competition I'm not saying you're my enemy because I'm pro-black I love good people so if you're good people I fuck with you and um, I'm pro-black because I am black you should be pro whatever you are pro take care of yours that doesn't mean I'm trying to hurt anyone else. But this thing, um, we need communities, tighter communities. There's so many missing young women just gone. Their uh, ovaries and wombs, I'm sure, are being transferred into these uh, transgenders so they can have babies. Um, it's a lot going on. It's a very dark world out here. It's a lot of light, but we don't shine it enough. So, but in this dark world, a lot of our women are missing. Can't find them. Organs being trafficked. And they just, just gone. How does that happen? Who's watching them? Community is so messed up in, in the black communities because there's not enough resources in black communities and more people than resources. It seems as soon as a black person gets his hands on some money or something, he's gone. He's going somewhere else. You don't blame him because you really can't stay in some of these places when you come up. You really can't stay in some of these places. But to become a person who can provide more resources and you leave, nothing against you. It's not your job to save the hood. But... The place you came from, which you know doesn't have enough, you can now bring something to it, but you leave instead of bringing something to it. Now, I say that again. I'm not blaming you. I'm not mad at you. But this place is in a worse off position. Anytime something leaves out of it that can do something for it, it's just in a worse off position. So, yeah, I get why people get something and leave, though. But this, 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 this separatist way of living is not it by us not being together and united 
we're infiltrated so easily. That's why thousands and thousands and thousands of little black girls can go missing. That's why, you know, police can go into communities and just unjustly kill ours because we have nothing in place. Um, I'd love to live in a community. Let's just, for example, say I live on a block with eight houses. I love all eight houses, all of us to just be, we don't got to live in each other's homes, of course. But I want us to be familiar enough with each other that we'll look out for each other's kids. We'll look out for each other's families. Our community has to be so tight-knit. We should be able to, I would love to be able to say something to my neighbor. And it just keeps getting passed down because our network is that tight that the message meets, reaches miles away. Just by word of mouth. That's how this community got to be. Because it's like a link in the chain. I want a community where, you know, we can see kids walking down the street home from school. Because what I do now, when I see that and they're young, and I'm like, this is crazy. All I would have to do is be a crazy person. And I can run off with this child that's walking. Because I'll be driving in the street and just look to my left and right and you see them. And I'm like, all a crazy person do, pull up with a van and run off. You might say my mind is sick and twisted for thinking like that, but I do understand that children and people are are abducted, and that's exactly how it happens. But I would love for, you know, a situation where, you know, children's walking home from school, but they're not alone, not because somebody's walking with them, but because the community is so tight that they know somebody at this house and three houses down, somebody knows them and the corner store people know them. And as they keep going, this is just a tight knit community and family. We good. Nobody's running down on them with a van and snatching them up because we with each other and we care about each other. But I do understand. And I know the root of a lot of, uh, a lot of our problems. We ain't never had none. So all we doing is trying to get something. And in the midst of trying to get something, we can't pay attention to everything and we don't pay attention to everything. And we're infiltrated. Um, I'm going to say this, united we stand, divided we fall. We've all heard that before. If, we, if you haven't, listen to it now, hear it, embrace it. And I actually um, saw an experiment. They took a frying pan. They took two sticks of butter. They took one stick of butter, cut it in fours. They left the other stick of butter whole. They put them both in a frying pan, had that heat on, same frying pan. The four pieces melted faster than the stick. By the time the four pieces were gone, there was still like half a stick of butter left. Of course, it's not, you know, the typical cut in half, but it was melting. So it was sinking down. But the top layer, it was like half of the top layer was still there with the butter. United we stand, divided we fall. Same amount of butter. Same, same circumstance. But one was separate, one was together. Message. So I'm going to move on to... um. Sex, sex, sex is, I'm always going to talk about sex. Sex is taboo to people. I love sex. Sex is important. Sex is strengthening. Sex is so much. And and I haven't even begun to talk about, and when I speak on that, I'm not even talking about the actual in and out of it. I'm actually talking about the actor effect of sex. I'm talking about the motivators that sex provides, like, when I say motivators, I mean, when you want sex, you want to be desirable. And if you want to be desirable, that means to be worth something. 
So you're going to want to look nice, be nice, you know? You're going to do something to feel you should get sex. So the desire for sex is causing you to be want to be a better person. That's good, ain't it? Um, if you're having sex correctly, um, you should come out of each experience different, refreshed, or vibrant. You shouldn't feel drained. None of that. Um, now, the main part of the sex, I wasn't going to talk about, you know, that, that part of it. I was actually going to talk about where, when, and how we have sex, who we have sex with. Um, I'm going to just throw a figure out there, and I'm probably wrong, but I'm probably closer to right than wrong. And what I'm going to say is, uh, out of all the sex that's being had, maybe 30, 30% of it is correct. A lot of us have sex to, what is it, fill voids. So, you know, our money ain't right. We fuck. I'm sorry for cursing, but I just get so raw in here. So our money isn't right. But I guarantee when you're having sex, the last thing on your mind is your bank account. There's a joke that how can you be broken horny? Um, it can happen. <laughs> Trust me. But um, I brought that. It's like, uh, yeah, Medicaid makes you forget things just like drugs make you forget things. And you can be addicted to drugs. Just I mean, sex just as you are drugs. Um, there are some people who use sex as a weapon to manipulate, to control. Um, that's definitely not it. Um, I like to think of sex as a very unselfish thing in my book. Very unselfish. I think sex can heal, motivate, inspire, all kinds of things. And all of these things are, when I say them, I'm not thinking about healing myself, inspiring myself, um, motivating myself with someone's sex. Like, I feel that giving that like, I'm thinking about the other person. I'm thinking about healing that person. I'm thinking about motivating that person. Inspiring that person. Like, it's just different. I hope you guys are having correct sex. Don't be out here just trying to get a nut. Don't be out here, you know. No, nah, that's not the way to do it. I'll probably go deeper into this. I might have to break this one down. I may have to actually write notes. I don't write notes. I pour from my heart. But, like, sex is a serious thing. Um, and um, in sex, I I was going to go and, and I am going to speak on celibacy. Because that's the first thing that was on my mind when I brought up sex. Celibacy. Because um, correct sex. I need to have correct sex. I, myself, have not been having correct sex. Because sex is much deeper than um, that nut. We all know this. It's also a life force. We all know this. Just just drops of semen from me fertilizing her eggs. You know, I was watching the Kevin Gates interview and he was speaking on the life force and how powerful semen has to be in order for just a drop of it to create a man. He said every great man came from a womb, which means sperm was deposited. He said the father could not even be there. And a kid to be a great man. Meaning, 
father didn't bring up coaching still values or nothing. But that semen, like, it just still had that force to it. Semen, drop a semen, drop a semen into your eggs and fertilization and then flesh and then the soul and the spirit and the mind. It's powerful. But every time we have sex and, you know, we come, we ejaculate, whatever you want to call it, without the intention of trying to do something powerful, it's bad. To come in a condom is bad. I'm not telling you to go raw. It ties it run around back to correct sex. Correct sex does not involve a condom, I don't believe. It may be safe, but it's not the right sex. Sex, come, it's a life force. Um, celibacy, back around, all over the place. Some are philosophers, so you just got to pull all these thoughts down when they're coming and funnel them into something that makes sense. So the thoughts are landing, but that life force got me thinking about sperm retention. And uh, that's achieved through celibacy, not busting nuts. That life force that creates life, let me retain that. Stop shooting it off every two days, you know? Shooting it off with some woman that I barely know. So that porn you heard, it was a car backing out of a parking spot. And then another car back and looking for a parking spot. They was about to mack into each other. And I beat the horn. That shit ain't had nothing to do with me. I could have watched them mack up. But me and my good heart. Beat. Stopped everything. I'm so dope. Back to the sex stuff. Oh, he about to run somebody else over. This is wild. Now I'm out of my business. <laughs> but, um celibacy uh, I've been having incorrect sex because there's so much it's such sex is so powerful and I was just talking to a young lady because I do lift so I have so many dope conversations but I was talking to a young lady um, you know about the power of it sex and you know she was saying what it could do to a woman's mind and this and that and that and I had to think what if it's supposed to do these things to a woman's mind we like to say, oh, woman, oh, you're just emotional, blah, blah, blah. We want to sit here as men and say, you know, we're having fun. We bust a nut and go on about our business. But that something else is happening with the woman. What The way I am with sex is like once I have sex, I'm ready to work. I'm ready to do things. I'm ready to be productive. I'm ready to improve as a person. Even before that, but definitely after because sex is such a treat as well. Sex is such a treat that once I have sex, I feel like I need to do some work. I've been treated. Now I need to work. And then after I finish working, guess what else I want to do? That's right. I want more sex. That's my cycle. I do sex the right way. (laughs) Not really. Well... Let me explain that because I can't be talking all over the place. I believe the frequency of sex and how it comes about is really healthy. If you have your partner and y'all committed, committed to each other relationship, y'all need to be committed. Y'all need to be y'all. You can't just be random. It's not the best way to go. I got to be down with each other. But, um, yeah, you produce as a man. You go about your day, provide and in this world, doing what you need to do. And after all of that, you want to, you know, 
unwind, loosen up, take the load off, literally. And it's not always about taking the load off. You know, you want to be pleased and appreciated. But in that cycle, like I said, you work, sex, work. Like I just feel that productive as a person, that sex is part of existing. We got to stop looking at it as so taboo. The same way you want to work out your body and, and, and read and study and learn and you know, have a job to put money in your account. All these things you do to care for yourself in a certain way. Sex is important. There are certain, I uh, believe, endorphins and hormones released only when you have sex. So, out of all things you could do, these things aren't released unless you're having sex. That means they're important. They're key. They're they're like a like special occasion energy or something which means every once in a while you release them through this act and if they only come through with this act that means this act is sacred something special about it you need to treat it right and i'm back around to celibacy i don't we see i see beautiful women all the time that's to my eye beautiful to my eye we haven't even gone into their soul and their hearts that's not the point my thing is you could be tempted to just run around having sex willy-nilly with everybody and you will not you won't you won't you won't be doing yourself the greatest favor it's not a great benefit to yourself to be pulled in that many different directions you got soul ties all types of things going on um it's a process to get to the point where you're like hey i'm gonna just stop having sex and try to do this the right way but it's just something to think about i ain't done it yet okay I'll sit here and tell you all this and, and go drop it off right into some, mm, shoot, I even got the person in mind that I'm thinking about right now. But um, we got to chill. So I spoke on the men's side, you know, we, we like to, once we have the sex, it's not an emotional hangover, not for most of us. We want to get back to whatever we was getting to. And I'm going to even break it down even more because I, I, I know it's different for a lot of people. So I'm going to speak for myself, which I should have been doing. Me. I get that sex when I want that sex. My sex drive is up. My desire for it to be up is, like I said, especially when I'm producing, when I'm doing work, when I'm taking care of business. It's like doing a checklist. And you handle all your business. Oh, last thing on the checklist Express yourself as a man physically. Like, that's something to do, have sex. Now, women, uh, sex with them, anything with them, um, oh, my God, I'm already close to a half hour. But, yeah, yeah, I, I might have to, I might have to, yeah, take notes and speak on something. But I'll tell you, with women, they're going to be emotional. Because they're created to be emotional. They're nurturers. You need emotion for that. When us men who need to have our sex, you know, when we lay down with them, we do our thing and we walk away from it like we just, you know, ate dinner. You know, now we ate, we good. They got, like, for them, they ain't good. Thoughts is running through their head now. They in the future now. And when I think about it, when you're having sex properly, 
a woman's emotion and all that overly emotion we call it, it's actually good for us. I don't think we should be trying to deal with women unless we're thinking about taking care of them completely. And that is doesn't I'm not talking about a dollar at all, although that's included in your maintenance and care for someone. But when I say taking care of them, if we enter their world in that way and shake their world up in that way, we should be prepared to maintain that woman once we've shaken up her world like that. A lot of us want to shake up her world and leave. No, 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 no. You step into a world like that, be ready to to, to maintain it. Like your apartment, who are men, I'm talking to you men. When you go home, when you go to where you live, when you go into a space, you got to treat it a certain way. Like your job, you treat your job a certain way because it's your job. And that's where you make your money. You treat your home a certain way because you want to be comfortable in your home. You don't want a messy home. What a nice, comfortable place to be. So you maintain it because you're there. Your clothes, when you put on your clothes, you, you iron them. You make sure they're neat and, and clean because you're in your clothes. These are your clothes. When you step into that woman's world, you just shake your dick off in her. That would be that would be like walking into your home, your messy home. It's not clean, nothing, because you're not caring for it. You just sleep and leave. It's not a good place. Your job, you go in there, you treat your job any old kind of way. You might get fired. Your clothes nasty, dirty, and all they say something about you. You don't want that. But yet you don't do the maintenance for this woman. You just entered her. She took care of you. You got to return that favor. Don't drive these women crazy, call them overly emotional. That's how they're supposed to function. So when you want a woman in your world, you want her to be sweating, you know, like that's the only time you give a woman that sex, if that's what you want from her. If you don't want all that, don't bother her. I mean, we got to a point where there are some women that will just let you hit and do whatever, because we done got to a bad place in the world. Ain't nothing functioning as you should, you know, at all. I want, I want to try to be celibate and get to the point where... I could have the kind of sex I want want to have and need to have. Well, I could exist with a woman outside of the bedroom. You know? Um, yeah, man. I went over, you know, am I a good person? I went over that fucked up case in Dallas and a little bit of sex and celibacy. Um, this is random. I didn't put it together, piece it together to present. I know I had to give some content. It's not just for content, but I, I really want to express and share my thoughts. Uh, whoever listens, thank you. I appreciate it. Tell somebody about it. I appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> if you want to hear certain stuff, if you want me to elaborate on something that I didn't elaborate on, you want me to pick up a topic that you know I dropped and I may not have um, spoken to or spoken a point of view, let me know, man. It's so random with Buddha. Um, I'm here for y'all. As much as me. That sounds so corny, but it's the truth. Uh, I got to get ready to get out of here. I'm very hungry. Um, And until next time, thank you.